All I can say is that this match was phenomenal. It was great. I enjoyed the match. The match itself was, man, what can I say about the match? It was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious as these noodles. <laughs> oh, man, definitely. I mean, this means, my God, this. Whew, what can I say? What a way to start off the 2022 with a bang with that opening match. I was really happy that, um, you know, that Hangman finally got the win. I was really skeptical they were going to go to to basically a, um, how can I say, uh, with a judge's decision. But it did not. So I was, I was, I was like, oh, man, I was. They, they were honestly, there. I mean, they they made it a thing. They made it a thing to to put you know Mark Henry, Big Show, and uh, Jerry Lynn there. They made a point to let you know they were ringside. Yeah. So that definitely. that is a good point to make that it could have gone there. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely could have gone. You know, and um, oh, no, I can't remember when that's ever happened before. Is that a Japan thing with judges? Uh, no, no, Ring of Honor. They Ring did of Honor it. Has a Ring of, did Ring of Honor do that a lot or for like just super only with. Only with the pure rules. That's when they do it. Okay. I, okay. So they had where that came from. They had Dean Malenko and and KG Muto as judges for that. For I remember the mat. It was the match between Hangman and and Jericho. So back at back at the first All Out, I believe it was either the first All Out or it was or it was um the first Full Gear. Mm. It was the match between Hangman and and Jericho. So it was yeah, definitely. So I mean, all I know is that whatever's next for Brian Danielson, I want to see a CM Punk and Brian the Danielson match. That's what I want to see happen in AEW. Hopefully, down along the line, uh, I you know MJF could be the next one in line for the for the you know for the belt, but uh, I still want to wait a little bit on it. I'd rather have more of. Um, other upcoming challenges for Hangman, but it was an overall a fantastic match. I enjoyed it. It was it delivered for for being on TBS for the you know starting it off. It delivered, so I'm really really happy about that. Now let's move on to this segment that I I want to hear everybody's. Uh, let's see, yes, yeah, CM Punk, MJF segment. Of course, uh, MJF was scheduled for a match, but unfortunately, uh, CM Punk came and ruined it. And causing, giving MJF a lot, uh, basically a loss of disqualification because he attacked Captain Sean Dean himself and <laughs> pretty much calling out uh, MJF. And I did like that reference, so many of reference, like, oh, well, Roddy Piper, you know, you call yourself Roddy Piper, but look at, uh, he main evented a WrestleMania and you have not. And, you know, maybe I should go over main event WrestleMania myself too. <laughs> So, it, it, oh my God, I see a punk, you know, oh yeah, go ahead and make a minute night for it, but buy one, get one free, and like, and then come back when they release you less than eight months, so you come back, I'm like, oh my God, that's, it's hilarious. Shorter <laughs> than you last in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, oh Jesus, but yeah, take it away, director, your thoughts about that segment. Super clever storytelling. Once I realized the plan was that every time MGF has a match, CM is going to come in and GTS the opponent, giving the lost DQ. Um, 
And he's going to do that basically as blackmail until he gets that one-on-one match. That is a wildly clever storyline because it definitely puts MJF in a position to where, hey, man, I can either go Owen 10 or I can go Owen Punk or or one in Punk one, or, you know, Punk, oh, you know, whatever. But, yeah, super clever. Forces MJF's hand. Um, obviously, we're kind of doing the gauntlet of Jericho, but it's going to be Wardlow next week. Um, he's pulling the same shtick he did against Y2J. Uh, I would love to see what happens next week. Uh, I do have a speculation based on what happened in the Wardlow match, which I think may have happened next, but when that comes up, we'll get to it. But super clever. I love that. DQs are losses. MJF starts the year on a, on an O. Beautiful. Awesome. Matt Callis. I gotta say, one of the one of the main things, especially just because I think the funny quip about you know it'll, you'll last longer, it'll, you'll be out there quicker than you you are in the sack. <laughs> like, like you know, CM Punk making sex jokes. Every about one of you herpes infested people from New Jersey or whatever the line was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not herpes if it's everywhere. <laughs> it's 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 therapies. <laughs> Not hurt. Well, I mean, if a guy has it, it's himpies. Himpies. Our, our peas. It's green peas. No, I'm a... oh. so yeah. That that was like the main thing to take away from it. Other than that, it just shows goes to show that they're gonna they're gonna wait until double or nothing for this match. With the way they're just gonna stretch it out because they don't want to they don't want to do this match on like a special episode or Winter's Coming or whatever. They really want to make this like one of the, the main highlights of, of Double or Nothing coming up this spring. So the only way to do that is just MJF to kind of send more henchmen. I'm pretty sure CM Punk's going to have a singles match against both uh, Dash, I mean Dax and Cash, you know, both against one of them and, and Sean Spears, you know, and they're really going to spread it out over weeks until we can't take it anymore and we're just begging for the fight. Yeah, but other than that, there you go. It's a hot air balloon waiting to pop for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Cannot wait to, man. That's going to be – I'm still saying it. I feel that MJF is going to be the one that's going to give CM Punk his first loss. And I, and why not? I'd rather have MJF actually shot the world and beating CM Punk. And that will be an epic way to start off for 2022 for MJF, to have that in his books. Then you could say he's an upcoming challenger for sure for the AEW world title. But I still want to see MJF bringing Danielson as well, besides him and Punk. But we'll see down the road of where we're, you know, this is leading to for MJF and CM Punk. And, what, I mean, obviously we can touch on what's next for, for Danielson, too, because I think the Hangman Page story has to be over. I mean, he oh, yeah. ran through Dark Order, beat them, lost a page. Um, I think, I mean, I'm really a big fan of just moving on already. I don't like when someone loses like that and then just, like, the story keeps going. Like I, I just kind of am over that that Vince type of 50-50 booking or like twenty five rematches. Like I don't dig on that at all. So, um, yeah, we'll see what's up next for uh, for the American Dragon. Yeah, definitely. And now let's move on with the first ever TBS Women's Champion as Jade Cargo defeated Ruby Soho to become the first crowned TBS Women's Champion. I can say myself, the match was great. I know there was, even though we were on mini vacation at the time, but I know that there was a lot of 
debacle of what Tony Khan tweeted about, you know, the whole Big Swole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Swole expressing herself like it was yeah, a great... Shit, I mean, she's allowed to do that. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's allowed to, the, but... The I'm, short I, of her points didn't make any sense, but mm-hmm. you continue, because I want to I hear, you know, the full story. Yeah. Well, you know, well. of the story of hers is basically... You know, it was a, it was a fun environment, fun transition. Though I mean, everything was was great overall. But the problem is, you know, based on her conversation that she had, not a, not a, there was no writing staff. The creative was not really as great. Obviously, she would have to go through Omega and Khan because Omega was in charge is in charge of the creative, I guess you could say, of the women's division. Uh, so there was uh, animosity between all three of them. Uh, well, between her and the both of them. Because she was not given the platform, and because she was saying there's no diversity, and when she made that comment, I guess when Tony Khan made a comment, well, that's why we let her go, you know, because we let her go because of her talents, because of her in ring skills ability, but we do have diversity on the show. So yeah, a lot of th- I can. Yeah, Jake Cargill, Big Swole, Brandy Rhodes, Tay Conte, half of the, half of the. Uh, the New Japan women's roster. Um, Nia, not Nia Jax, Nyla Rose, who's like two different types of diversities. Three mm-hmm. types, Canadian, trans, and... Native, think, Native American. Native, Native American. American. Um, Sunny Kiss, who can go between he and she, um, yet obviously remains African-American. Um, I, know, I think Sunny. I found out Sunny Kiss' real name is on the, the Jericho podcast... His real name is Hassan, so he's also of Muslim descent as well. Yeah, Arab. and the cool thing yeah. about Tony Kiss is he is so fluid that, you know, you could say he, she in the same sentence, and he's, they are still, that's who they are, you know? Um, and but, I could relate it to our, our comment here, Dirty Heels podcast. Dirty Heels! Dirty Heels met uh, Sonny Kiss as well in person, so, you know, they're even, I'd say, well-acquainted yeah. as well, um, so, the, you know. Um, the... Um, the other African American female who's um, Black Rose is that somebody Black uh, Rose? Not Rose. Not, um, Nina Rose. Nina Rose. She's well, she's no, more no. Indian. No, no, no. Um, There's a smaller. Oh, um, Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Just yeah. as you said it, Red Velvet. <laughs> so, I'm definitely don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Where if if um, Big Swole said lack of diversity, I don't know what she meant because. Mm. It seems pretty transparent that it's a very diverse roster, especially inside the women's division. So if we're wrong, let us know. I'd like to see yeah. the numbers of ethnicities compared to each other. Um, so I, I, I don't know what she meant by that. But as far as like talent and getting booked, I hadn't seen her on TV for a while. Might have been her fault. Might not have been. I don't know. Championship but on the line. Hello. She wants Alex to work. and Richard. What's going on? Nah, it's just Alex. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what, Tony, but see, still, I feel Tony Khan made a mistake there. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't retweet it. Um, you know, making a comment of her period. I mean, she, I, if I were him, I wouldn't have said anything. If Vince McMahon doesn't even comment anything when all the people talk shit about him, you think he cares? Well, no one think... taught him how to use Twitter, first of all. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Kobe Weedster, what's going on, brother? What's going on? Kobe. That's right. No, I'll, I think the comment will we'll kind of get back to we were talking about the match. So yeah. my, my thoughts, you know, I I was I'm not really the biggest uh, Jade Cargill fan, and I I personally didn't think she was ready, but her winning 
does kind of show that this is a title for, I guess, newer and upcoming wrestlers rather than for, hello. What's going on? Chicago in the house, Chi-Town. I got to say, it's, 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 I guess this establishes the title as, as that's more for newer and upcoming wrestlers than is for veterans and established names. It's not, it's not a co, it's not an equal title with the world championship. It's more, you know, kind of like your your intercontinental or your international, your up and comer, your junior heavyweight, or you know, like more in that. So I guess in that sense, and and the other thing is Jade Cargill's not a WWE person, so it's it's good showing that it's that the champions aren't, you know, majority ex WWE people or that they favor them. So right. you know, in in that sense, I'm happy that she won. Yeah, I'll you always know. agree with that sentence with the new company. Or I mean, yeah, I guess you could say new company. Every company's new if you're comparing it to 70 years of WWE. Yeah, <laughs> Capital Wrestling, you know. The- <laughs> yeah, um, well, man, senior. Yeah, yeah wait, go ahead, Iron. No, no, no go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I like Jay Cargill. Um, but I did mention something a couple months ago, shortly after her debut, while she was still doing the 30 second or less squash matches. That she's good in those one-and-done instances. And we don't know what she looks like in a longer-than-two-minute match. This match is probably six to seven minutes of actual ring time. And we got a good look at what her long-term talent is. And right now, it is not good. There were a lot of botches. Her shoulders weren't down on a lot of pins. She kind of had two left feet. She sort of, I think, got thrown into the turnbuckle, and it looked weird. Um but these are all things that come with time. It comes with hard work. And I know that she has those things and she wants to be there. She's not just a fitness model that wants TV time. So we'll see if she gets better in the longer matches down the road. Her beating Ruby Soho is pretty freaking wild considering how good we know, you know, Ruby is everywhere she's ever been. Uh pretty believable finish for her you know hitting that the the jade ending what is it called oh jeez i forgot i forgot what the hell it's called i i yeah whatever it is at least they went big to go home on that one that was a finish that made sense to be putting somebody out yeah um yeah i mean i like again that they're building talent farm club talent too they're not throwing belts on all the big names like nwl was doing so i do appreciate that they are building uh homegrown talent I think Jade's got all of the charisma and mic skills and 30 seconds of in-ring talent. And I like to see them kind of figure out how to stretch that out. <laughs> That's right. Have fun making history. That's right. Thank you, Dom. Appreciate you very much, brother. That's Thank right. you, Dom. Once, once again, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, here on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. But, yes, um, I'm happy that she won. Yes, I understand the botch. She's still kind of green, but like you mentioned, she does have the looks, has the charisma, most definitely, and the mic skills. fantastic on the mic, dude. Yes. Is the greatest thing since Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy that she won it because I even called it, like, last week. I said, once that she, you know, she defeated Thunder, it's it's all in already now. And uh, and I'm hoping that a lot of people see that, that now, like, you know, how Matt mentioned, it's a homegrown talent. It's not a, it's not a former WWE talent. Or, you know, or from any other organization. This is a homegrown talent that signed with All Elite, you know, exclusively, trained under the Nightmare Factory, and, you know, getting, you know, used to still getting transitioning more into, you know, 
her in-ring skills ability and you know her you know because of her athletic background and she's still getting more used to it, but i'm happy that she won it and i cannot wait because tbs do need that type of and i'm hoping that the women gets more time they need a little bit more time now that they transition with tbs now that you have a tbs title they need to give them more time and more matches not just one it could be more at least two of them it has to be at least two of them you know for them now in reference for the tony Khan, what we're speaking about that's what i said like he shouldn't i mean hey there is diversity and i'm kind of glad i mean it just it's the for the unfortunate part is that okay yes you're exposed on social media but you're not on national television if, if that's the lack of it because on national television I, I mean it's it's a double-edged sword you know it's it's yes or no if you get me so it, it can it goes both ways it's difficult you know especially the oversaturated you know the oversaturated roster that they have it's you know and then we don't even know what i you know what i what creative ideas they come up with even though they they're already having in long-term stories what to put on on national television this is why i say my if that's the case add a rampage another hour and then there you go it'd be a two-hour rampage two-hour dynamite and give more time for the diversity itself on the roster and give them that TV time. And that's the case. But we don't know what direction Tony Khan's heading with Rampage at this moment. As we already know what he's doing with uh, with Dynamite and the stories that they have right now currently going. So we have to wait and see what's the outcome of it. But I hope, you know, he learns his lesson, Tony Khan. Don't be, don't be tweeting shit like that because no. That's a no, nobody. Uh, I understand, you know... The ego got the best of you, but I wouldn't. I, I that tweet was not necessary, in my opinion. So, all right, let's move on. I want to move on to, of course, the main event, which was a nasty main event. Because, like, oh, well, geez. I mean, we, we had a lot of things happen between what we just talked about in that main event, did we not? Yeah, we, we'll get to that. We're gonna get so to we're gonna, go, we're gonna go backwards. A little bit of it, because after that, we still had... I mean, what, what do we have from here? Warlow, really? Okay, so yes. So, I watched the ending of that match three times. And I don't mean, like, all 17 power bombs that he hit with that poor gentleman with, but, like, the last two. <laughs> and I I, I mean, the, the, the hard camera wasn't exactly a full shot. It was obviously zoomed in on Warlow's victory, Brock pose, and then kind of zoomed out. And it sort of looked like Sean Spears had the chair in his hand. Wardlow looked over. Sean dropped the chair and was like, congratulations, buddy. We won. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. I could just be speculating. We, I don't know. It looked like Sean was holding the chair. And then he got caught and dropped it and said, congratulations. I don't know. Wardlow's obviously fighting CM Punk next week. I don't think MJF would do anything to compromise Wardlow losing that match. But if he were to lose, how upset would the, the pinnacle be? Pretty upset, right? Because then CG, CJ, CM Punk would have to fight MJF. So yeah, I don't know. What's... Maybe, maybe not. We might be getting that Wardlow finally getting uh, his ass beat for uh, not exactly helping MJF. Whoa. Well, face turn. I don't mind seeing him going face. I think it's about time the crowd is behind him. Mm. We mean, don't see anything like that in AEW. There's real. I can name one, and it was at the first pay per view, and it was MJF turning on Cody. Well, technically the second night that I think that happened. Like, <laughs> night after. Um, but you don't. There's no swerves really. There's no shocking surprises. There's no heel turns. No face turns. No. 
behind the back chair shots. There's really no, also with the CM Punk MGF thing. There's also no DQs, which made that DQ very important. So I think we're due. Obviously, they started adding blood. There was a DQ. Maybe there's a face turn coming. That would be cool. What's up, Leo? Can you get yeah. Thor on here for Earth or Atlas up on this for us, buddy? You know, funny thing. <laughs> funny thing is, guys, I ran what's into up? him in person. Today. What's up, Kenny? I actually ran into Leo in person. I didn't even know it was him because I'd never met him in person. So it was kind of I was playing pool at at uh, at his place. Did you meet uh, in person, Wardlow? What? Oh, I wish. <laughs> that would have been cool. I guess. Or what's going Washington on, Anthony? How are, Anthony Titan John? What's going on, Young Titan? Anthony? Anthony watching me play billiards. Wardlow watching me play billiards. You know. <laughs> Oh man, but I mean, yeah, I, I I see Wardlow turning soon, and I think he's gonna leave the pinnacle, and I think he's better off on his own. And Baby face run, very not? interesting. I will. Yeah, it'll be that. interesting. Have it's a different. Cody, fuck it. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody but Cody. Anybody but Cody. Jesus. <laughs> but yes. Cody is the definition of you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. He is that every day. God damn. <laughs> I just need him to I just need him to play that character, man. He just I mean, they're just copying and pasting the Roman Reigns schematic. Just Jesus Christ. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's but, but other than that, let's, I want to get into the main event. I wanna know, you know, you know, unexpected. Brian Roman Posh. That was hilarious. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Bring that up. Bring that up. Right, I forgot about right, that. I've botched uh, things too, but yes. wow. All right. That was the ending of the match. <laughs> that, that was horrible. It's, that match was not necessarily for me. But... Also, I got two words for you. Julia Hart. Mm. <laughs> but yes, listen, you know, Jurassic Express winning the AEW World Tag Team titles away from Lucha Bros. Of course, we did see... That incident that, oh, my God, and, you know, speedy recovery to Ray Phoenix, Jesus Christ, that chokes them, that he broke through the table. arm. And as an update, it, his arm. Broken? Dislocated. No, dislocated. Oh, God. No broken bone. He is Wild. lucky. It was dislocated nasty, but I'm And happy. they set it back in place. Yes. He had had surgery to do it. So speedy recovery to Ray Phoenix. And, you know, hopefully... You know, we get him back. Because you know what? Before I even ask you a question, because with that blackout that happened, right, obviously we knew that it was going to be, you know, Alistair Black. For me, this is a name calling. Though, but but hold, give me, here's the thing, though. We're, now we're, this is going to be a pause, because let's say that didn't happen, right? And which I obviously none of us wanted that to happen. But if that didn't happen to, to what happened to Ray Phoenix, we will be seeing the debut of Alistair, I mean, excuse me, of Malachi's Black partner in crime and because he's a he's a pwg tag team champion with brody king then that's what i was waiting for but looks like now this crimes. oh wait no, bro. <laughs> okay brody king brody king but yeah so what's up man i don't facebook user. I that's, leo. that's probably leo or rob yeah leo your shit says facebook user on there because you're not logging in so like if you have <laughs> facebook user on your name put like your name at the end of the comments so we know who it is <laughs> yes but uh Man, I think, director, your thoughts? Dress Express winning and the whole cool, match. Man. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been Marco Stunt in there with him. Oh. Um, 
Now that I think about it, I don't know if that was the original plan to have Jurassic Express win. If so, okay. But also, they could have called an audible, just like when Andrade lost the belt or won the belt from um, uh, Drew McIntyre. You know, you separated the shoulder, and then they called the reverse of the finish mid-match. That may have yeah. happened. Uh, I don't know. Um, but what this does now is it kind of squashes the singles momentum the Jungle Boy was having. Um. You know, you put him in a tag team, and now he's, I mean, he's in a tag team, obviously. You put him with the tag belt, he is now almost exclusively a tag team wrestler, where he did have a pretty solid singles run that I thought was going to lead him into the TNT Dynamite title, or I guess TBS title now. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, so that's squashed. I guess he kind of got, like, his singles run out of the way, and they just put the tag belts on him, which is cool. I think this is going to be a single title run. Jurassic Express doesn't seem to be as great as they are repeat champions where mm-hmm. uh, Death Triangle, I can see them holding the belts more than any other tag team. So, uh, speedy recovery, goddamn, man. That sucks. I don't know. At least it's something that is hopefully doesn't lead to chronic issues in the future. Yeah, because a rotator cuff, a shoulder—I mean, that shit could bug you forever. So it, it, the good thing is, it was—it was only just a, a massive dislocation, so it wasn't no torn muscles or broken bones. Yeah, thank God, and it wasn't that. Oh, how yeah. you mentioned, but, yeah. So, hopefully, it heals the way it should, and he's back. Yeah. You know, what nine to twelve months or less, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to answer Nancy's question, no, actually, it wasn't. I see. No, I think everybody. Had... But yeah, it was—it was supposed to be a plan, but not from the show on Dynamite. The thing is, it was on a, it was pretty much like a teaser for him to eventually he will be making his debut, but not on Dynamite. I didn't expect him to be there, uh, because that was already, you know, you know the Lucha Bros, you know, they're part of Death Triangle, trying to make obviously get revenge for Pac because you know Pac right. is out with the injury because of uh, Malachi. So this this will it was supposed to lead up for Brody King to make his debut throughout you know later on throughout that feud. That's not. So do you think the lights going out could be the Brody King? Because obviously Alistair right now is Alistair. Fuck, sorry, copyright pending. What's it? Malachi is, um, you know, a lone wolf right now. Sorry, Baron, Baron Corbin. Uh, <laughs> so for him to jump in there against Death Triangle, Pac's technically kind of out right now. But I mean, you had three to four to five faces ringside. Yeah. So Alistair to come out by himself would have been just numbers against him. Yeah. So the lights going in and out. He could just one day lights flicker. He's standing one side, lights flicker, Brody King's on the other side. That would be cool. Because, I mean, oh, yeah. at least try even the odds. Definitely. I mean, but now, I mean, it can still happen. You can have bring Pog back and have him and Penta. I mean, the feud can still happen. That's not even with Ray out. Right. No, I'm just mean, like, it would just, it would just make a lot of sense yeah. for Brody King to show up during this feud because Alistair is wildly outnumbered. Oh, definitely. Indeed. Matt Callis, your thoughts. I, got, I, I really got to say, one of the main things that that kind of lines this up is that well that that them getting those hello russell brad good evening hey jd how are you one of our biggest fans thank you very much for listening to us all the time we're our number five on her audio platforms we appreciate you thank nice. you number five. thank you so one of the main things hello half k hey what's going on brother? Good evening. how are you so one of the main things that uh, Jurassic express winning this the tag belts means is that a lot of the tag teams that have been there for a while kind of have earned their place kind of on that pecking order just because of how much 
they've given to the company as well. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if best friends eventually end up with the titles within at least the first half of this year before the, the first, cause you know, they've been established as one of like, you know, they haven't won the tag belts yet, but they've been really established as, you know, one of the tag teams that are always on dynamite or rampage week in and week out, you know, since the, since the very first inception of the show, since double or nothing. Right. So, so eventually I, I'd say it'll be best friends either next or that, or after whatever heel has to be the transi- transitional one, you know, between Jurassic Express and, you know, best friends. Um, and, and then seeing like having all the tag team, you know, out there, you know, on the stage, we can see a lot of great potential matches with, you know, majority, especially with the acclaim. I think for me, the acclaim has a shot. And hopefully it could be their 2022. I, I get best friends. I'm with you on that too because they have not had a tag team title run. Uh, but I wouldn't mind the acclaim. They're winning me over. And I don't mind the acclaim winning the actually the, the tag team titles and be the next one. Uh, maybe in line, maybe so. But in the meantime, I'm happy. Congratulations for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus for winning the tag team titles. And I'm hoping to see a great run for them. But I, hopefully by the end of the year, we get to see new tag team champions between either the Acclaim or Best Friends. Uh, I wouldn't mind I seeing... Mean, okay, so in the comments, Half K wants to know who do you think is going to get the belts first, Best Friends or Santana and Ortiz? Oh, I see. I hope Santana, yes. You know what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, actually, yeah, I forgot about Santana Ortiz. Yeah. That's another one that they, they needed the belt for quite some time already. They, they've they had They've had them. But they... I mean, we got 2.0s out there. We have the kind of still disputed era just showed up. Red Dragon. Red Dragon, baby. Red Is that what Dragon. they're called? Yeah. yeah Ring of Honor days. ROH days. Yeah, and New yeah, Japan yeah. days. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going with disputed era for now. Disputed. <laughs> disputed the undisputed. It's sort of disputed. There's only three of them. We'll see. <laughs> we need we need the, the, the first title. Come on, what am I telling you? It's all factions elite wrestling or whatever the fuck. Was that un- <laughs> maybe unrefuted era? <laughs> un- unrefuted era. That would be kind of like a fun one. End of an era. How about that? Because it is, we we saw that on Tuesday, and we you know with the and then with the whole Black Wednesday, what happened? Unfortunately, but we'll get into that very shortly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do want that ten RTs too. I think it's about time for them as well. That's another problem there too. How I feel is they need to start. Okay, here, and correct from right here, gentlemen. When was the last time we seen you know the, a tag team match main event? Quite like an actual tag team, not a six man, none of that, but an actual tag team. A, a faction. When was that? When was that? Revelations versus uh, Death Triangle match for the belts. Was that a main event or no? I don't think it was a main event. I don't think it was a main event. I'm trying to recall. Yeah, I, I you know what's what I'm talking about, right? Where I think Revolute, Revolute whatever, Jazz Daxter and Bash Harwood, when they first won the belts. FTR, right? Yeah. Yeah, FTR, that's right. Um, that might have been a co-main event. Fuck. See, that's the I thing mean, that... Are we, I mean, there's definitely had to... I mean, this... For, at least for Dynamite, there had to have been more than just this one. I mean, it has to be, but it's... it's it's rare, you get me? It's like they don't, they really put them either with the opening or, you know, at the, you know, at the end of the show. But it's hard, it's, what pisses me off is that it, the Bucks gets their main event 
as a, when they were tag team champions, but why not everybody else? When Lucha, when Lucha Bros were tag team champions, they didn't get enough TV time. They didn't. They did not. They well, because barely they were, you know, they're in the inner circle, which collectively shares TV time. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing. I mean, you want to elevate the tag team division. Now with you know Jurassic Express winning, I'm hoping they go to that direction and and have them either main event here and there. But it just it's rare when you see the tag team titles being in the main event. And like I said, I want Santana Ortiz to get up there as well. And I, psh, screw it, give me a TLC match. Give me Santana Ortiz. Give me a Jurassic Express. Acclaim and best friends. That's what I want. That's give me what I want. Devin. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. I'd rather have that. And I'll be happy with that. And then this happen by the end of the year. Or an all out. A ladder match. Screw it. You know, let's go for it. <laughs> the, even if it's just a ladder match, tables and chairs still show up somehow. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They're definitely still there. All right. Now, with. Uh, well, the, well, let's get into this one curious thought that I'm, I want to get both of you guys' thoughts. I mean, we did see. Tony Khan mentioning uh, on the wrestling uh, news podcast, he did mention he's he has a dream signing that we've been dreaming of signing, and now he got him. And whoever this individual is, I don't know if it's a he or she, but who could it be? Thoughts, director? Is it not Jake Atlas? Is it not local boy in truth? Well, well, that's a local. I mean, Jake Atlas, yes, but uh, somebody else. Somebody else, someone big, like said. someone big that he finally got, and uh, we'll be seeing that this individual soon, hopefully in all elite. But we don't know. I mean, he said it's a big dream signing that he'd been wanting to have. So who do you think could it be? I mean, if we look at the free agency. Uh, a lot of people are speculating Velveteen Dream because the dream of type of, of either that yes could be either that. Uh, Maybe Johnny Gargano because you know his his free agency was up already like a month ago. I mean, basically already. It's been a month. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's still Ring of Honor stars. Jonathan Gresham is a free agent. Uh, there's so many. Uh, even on the women's side as well. Uh, man, you got let's see. Nia, you know, Nia is one. Uh, He's got no. Ember God, Moon. Man, no, never. <laughs> Ember Moon, Ember Moon, uh, which, cool. Athena. Right. I, I would have mind having Athena. Uh, let's see, or, or Jeff Hardy. That's right. I forgot about Jeff Hardy. You're right. Yes, Jeff that Hardy. Be, I mean, yeah. Except they killed off the broken mat. Um, to, to be fair, Matt killed off broken mat. So that would, that would have been cool back in the day for sure. Um, oh, I, yes, I know. Hopefully I, we. Know. Hopefully we'll we do. Here. Hopefully we do. Where did the thing go? I'm looking for. Yeah, you know, West Coast AEW shows. I I know all of us. I, I'd want all of us at be to be there in full force. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh man, uh, we gotta be definitely. will be there in full force. But uh, for me, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. I don't know who to choose who, who will be there. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna end up being uh, Gargano because they're doing the bash. Bash. There's a bash break in Cleveland, Ohio. So I think it's gonna be Gargano's gonna show up. That that that's gonna be it. Or oh yes, the Briscoes too. Yeah. Oh my God. The, the, ah! I, I, rather than Ned you know, Flatters mode. 
I think it's, the Briscoes are already inevitable since they already teased that on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, that FTR showing up and attacking the Briscoes. And so that's, you know, and it has to happen. And they, you can't wait that many months to have that match for Ring of Honor to come back. You you really have to have that match at AEW in between now and March. Yeah. But in addition to that, I want to say this about the women's division. We I, I'd say I, we definitely do need Taya and Tony, you know. I definitely want want them to to show up at man, some I'll, point. I'll give me Killer Cross too, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus, why the and hell? And now not? we got now we got Samoa Joe. Oh. We'll get into that. We're gonna get into that very shortly. But yeah, a- any thoughts yet? So who do you? It could be anybody, right? Both of you guys. Are yeah, I mean, anybody, there's only right? one. There's only one logical choice based on the things that are happening right now, and it's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, he shows up as Glenn. <laughs> he either shows up as Glenn Jacobs or it's Kane with a C <laughs> and an I. <laughs> He's going to show up as the mayor of Knox County. <laughs> it's the mayor of Knox County, Kane uh, with a C. Chris, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Kane with a C. With a C. And okay. I May nineteenth, damn it, he must show up on May nineteenth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With a C. With a C. I love it. <laughs> oh man, awesome! I love it. But it's the mayor of Knox County and not in Tennessee. Not yet. Unless AEW goes to Knoxville, Tennessee, then he'll probably show up. <laughs> but well, yes. But now let's get into it. Pro wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen. And the biggest one, of course, that happened 24 hours ago with all the, and today as well. With all the announcements, the NXT staff, majority of them, and talent has been released. And of course, I mean, uh, for all you guys who are listening and watching that watch NXT News, uh, New Year's Evil, we did see that little entrance uh, with Braun Breaker breaking the black and, gro- uh, black and gold NXT uh, logo. Like, you know, he broke it down and marking the end of an era because the Triple H staff is over. The era is done. <laughs> With a memory remains. Jesus, it's over. No more black and gold brand. It's over. Now we're leading to a new era of 2.0, ladies and gentlemen, 2.0. 2.0. And, of course, the following people that were released, of course, he had... Kathy Carino, you had George Carroll, Scott Armstrong, Ryan Katz, Dan Kapoor, Ace Steel, Road Dog, Scott Armstrong, Danny Birch, Timothy Thatcher, That's William, That's William Regal, and Samoa Joe. No, bro, we don't want that. I don't know. It could happen on the Indies. It could happen on the Indies. It doesn't have to happen in AEW. Dude, Billy Gunn is still as good or better than ever. And Road Dog was never known for his wrestling. So New Age Outlaws can come back right now in AEW and put on a performance equal or better than their heyday. I promise. You know, Chris, I'll say Road Dog, as BG James and NWA TNA. 
I, I watched a lot of his promos. He was BG Get It Got It Good James there. So the G stands for Get It Got It Good. We might see that come back. You know, because yeah. I, I I actually really Anthony like Billy his promos. No, all the TRG, Jesus, man. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> no. 2.0. Busada does not test AEW. I promise you that. Yeah, Billy is ripped. <laughs> Billy is ripped indeed. Oh, my God. And he's big. The dude is 79 years old. It's wild. I, I got to say, no, no, I agree. I agree. William Regal is a really good uh, talent scout, and uh, and I'd be excited for what he'd do to like training of wrestlers and whichever what whichever company he ends up in, you know whether you know it's it's training people, New Japan the new New Japan or AEW or whatever he ends up. I I think I think having him as a trainer for whatever wrestling company would would be a big uh, a big deal, you know the Mister Catches Catch Can himself. Uh, Prance around. He's talking about Billy Gunn, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to get to you know. Let me highlight these comments. I want to highlight it's that you know Ryan Katz. Yes, people are not familiar with Ryan Katz. He was the co-owner, founder of uh, Evolve, and he did a fantastic job for Evolve. And when they brought him in, you know the guy's the guy's intelligent. He knows what he's doing. Um, hopefully, I think he will fit very well with MLW along with Court Bauer. I think that will help out or even help out Billy Corgan and NWA. Because, um, you know, the mindset that he has as an iron talent, as well as William Regal. William Regal could also... William Regal is one of the most hottest commodities right now. And, you know, and with, well, with respect, obviously. Because the, mind, the, the man is a genius. He knows how to... Knows where to scout... He comes to the West Coast as well, besides, you know, the, the Midwest and the Eastern, you know, territories. But he comes to, like, to the PWGs a lot and, you know, a lot of the New Japan Strong to, you know, you know, scout talent. And I think William Regal will be our awesome, awesome talent. I mean, scout for anybody. I'm not going to just say AEW all the time. I'm going to say for anybody who is willing to get William Regal, like, any promotion. I mean, like how you mentioned, Matt, New Japan. If you know the Bushida GCW and and, 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 and Gato, Gato, excuse me, if, if they're able, Jado and Gato, you yeah, know, you know, yeah, like just work with William Regal to help him build strong. Whoo, I think it'll be oh, phenomenal. Yeah, William, William Regal phenomenal. on strong because now that Shibata is kind of back in action, I know Shibata definitely still wants to to contribute but you can still have thatcher to be a coach in, in new japan mm -hmm. because As he's well. done it before you know timothy thatcher has been in new japan he knows how it works he's been a young lion before himself so he knows that now if they get rid of selden ray jd i swear i they are yeah, very they will drop the ball immediately and yes tony khan will call her immediately because that woman is jesus man he, she is right here with serena d if anything if it was because of Serena D, you know where she's at at this one because of of Sarah uh, Ray. So I'm you know, you, you know, Ivan. I must say the biggest thing though is is my ultimate dream. I'll read this real quickly. The Gun Club walked out when they came to Long Island Few and enchanted, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, we need best GM in wrestling, hands down. Yeah, I mean, if you forget about play a play a Teddy Long for sure. I mean. <laughs> And your match with the Undertaker. <laughs> like, I don't hey, even know why. I, you I love Teddy Long, man. 
William Regal might be a close second, but Teddy Long, come on, man. That guy was oh, a tag he, team he, match. He, he, you got to give William Regal. had ratings with Teddy Long. Just saying. No, I, so I, I go back, going back to Samoa Joe, I'm really happy. If they're getting rid of everyone, who the fuck is training this new crop of talent? <laughs> Matt Bloom, Wait, they trains, have do everything. They're training down there? They have, a, they have a performance center for a reason. Yeah, yeah, Matt Matt Bloom, Matt it's, Bloom, A Train, Tensai, Giant Bernard, whatever it's you want to call him. That the, the training is not yet apparent in the ring. Mm. Um, <laughs> he's gonna have when to, man. Of, he's gonna have to handle of, criticism. When you get rid of quality wrestlers, which I think they're doing because it makes the new guys look bad, like Timothy Thatcher, Gargano, um, Virgil, like. When you, I think by contrast, yeah, the, I think <laughs> I love Storm and Norman. I, I think that that's kind of maybe, I don't, besides the Triple H connection, they're getting rid of wrestlers that look so good compared to these new people that it only makes sense because by comparison, the new guys obviously are green because they're green. That's just what it is. So, yeah, I think that that's a big deal right there is getting rid of just these great wrestlers because they just, overshadow the lack of talent the new guys have a lot of a lot of dream matches are now possible thanks to you know the smojo release i get i get my naito smojo and i get my marfuji smojo matches but other other than that i think the other thing to look forward to if, if they're releasing a guy to the the caliber of smojo then i wouldn't be surprised if they let go of of some of like the big the big cheeses, your AJ Styles, your Finn Balor, your your Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, if I get if I get any of those three, whew, the, the possibilities mean, are endless. Right now, the way how things are looking right now, they are they're hitting the reset button hardcore, like completely. Uh, I mean, yeah, they still have, you know they still have Norman Smiley. Of course, they have him still. Matt Bloom and Celta Ray. Of course, those are coaches, of course, that do not really come out much on television. But these majority released to staff were producers, agents, creative. Um, so you could tell that Vince McMahon, and even though he wants to keep his name out of it, but yes, Bruce Prichard, you, and hey, Johnny Ace, yeah. Lauren Itis. of course, he doesn't make I thought it was like a joke, like John Laryngitis or something. I don't know. I love that. Kind of what it sounds like he has. Yeah. And yes. And no, no, no. And he did. By as a matter of fact, I was going to yeah. announce that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm Styles Nakamura. Nakamura is at the other is other than Samojo. Nakamura is the other one I want the most. Boggs and Pat McBee. Nah, but I, it's just right now. It's we are. I want Nakamura to, to be free. We are headed to a new era now. So the black and gold brand. Now you can officially say. You officially say. Rest in peace because it's already done. Yeah. Now this it is, is two point and it's the fortunate part. We don't know what Paul Levesque has to do with this. Now, obviously, by the looks of it, he has nothing to do. Uh, oh, really? Nakamura resigned as well. Okay, I. Oh, I, that's too bad. Uh, that's too bad. Well, how? What? What's the situation with Finn Balor then? Well, Finn Balor, he, he resigned. So I know he's been oh, okay. for quite some time, uh, but. Like I said, I mean, now with the end of uh, the end of the era for the black and gold brand, and now with two point uh, we'll see. We'll see what's. I think how I feel is now they're gonna be using like uh, I know Chris, you do not watch WWE, 
or anything was going I, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. My, my I don't ear, watch it that my, much either. My ear is open. I am aware of what's happening, and I really am into the Brock good guy Brock storyline. I love that he's out there having fun finally. Yes. <laughs> But if you want my thoughts right now on like the NXT thing, I've got I gotta this is just this is what NXT is to me right now. Go for it. <laughs> Light you, bright. You, you gotta, it's, on the notebook. it's so it's so Lisa Frank, dude. Like <laughs> I I don't know what is happening down there with their I get that AEW was doing like the spray paint stuff with the multiple colors, but this shit is a fucking Skittles box exploded. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm just talking about like the layout. Like that's my biggest issue. I appreciate new game <laughs> talent and hard work, but I just can't get over the fucking neon party that's happening. Like, <laughs> don't fucking really try it, bro, Anthony. You know me. I love neon '80s shit and rainbows and colors, but like, it doesn't mix with my violent sports at all. <laughs> you know, that's just. Let me move that a little bit because that is that's staying up for the rest of this podcast, brother. And I, I just made this. I can do that on the fly because I'm. Just, oh, I, I love this. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't vibe as far as. I, I think that Vince is so contrarian to other people having success that is not his. That he, I mean, obviously he's dragging the swamp. He's trumping the whole locker room as far as talent goes. Everybody Triple H hired that did well. Vince is like, fuck that guy. I can do better. Let me fire everybody and watch what I can do. And this is always what we get. That's that's all. <laughs> we should just, I'm going to put, you should put that on Twitter. Tag AEW or something. Um, but that's just how, I, that's exactly what it is. Vince is such a contrarian with things that like he would rather fail on his idea than make it with somebody else's and that is exactly what nxt is you know that's that's all i think it is i think he's just finally lost his rainbow colored marbles completely and um that's that's nxt 2.0 yeah ah man it's like i said i mean i i get where you know of course they're they're trying to attract a different audience what audience who the eighteen to thirteen year old demographic male demographic? That's I I, I, I would I, I wouldn't say eighteen to thirteen. I think never more, unsee that. 18, <laughs> I can't unsee it either. Male demographic is what gets their paychecks paid. What is this new demographic they're going after? Well, they're okay. This, this okay. This let me get your thoughts on this though, because now is since they added this program, you know, you know, next in line program, you know, getting from you know college, you know, students. Uh, for whatever you know, sport of where they, where they play at, like like a track and field or football or volleyball, or whichever, uh, them coming to pro wrestling, uh, which is for me, I think that's the demographic they're trying to aim for. That's it's, not a demographic though. But they, I, I I get that. But see, college what I'm athletes tra- isn't really a demographic. Well, no, no, no. I know, but what I'm trying to say is what I was trying to get to. The, <laughs> you I are the one friend. and only, Anthony. Yes. Uh, Yes, you are the only one and only. Like, you know, he's trying to attract, for me, I think he's trying to attract more the 14 to 18. Uh, I, I don't know. I, like, it's difficult for me to. There's only one demographic hard. that I think they're trying to get. And if you told me this, I would, it would make sense from a point of view is the Instagram influencer demographic. If they're trying to get the 11 to 15 year old 
I could agree with that. What she whatever, what, what whatever. Gender doesn't matter. The 11 to 15 year old TikTok group. That's mm. what this seems like it's made for. Yeah. Which like how, is a demo, it's a very successful demographic because or at least they want it to be. Yeah. What? Or at least they want it to be. Yeah, that's just I. That's what it seems like. Like, um, mm. I love the colors. I love everything. Just not in this environment. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's not. It's it's not meant for us. That's what I tell you right now. It's... Okay, so it's not meant for the people that watch it. No, it's, <laughs> nope. it's not. It's not I meant for. So I don't think it's for our era to actually accept. Nope. You know, to try to for accept. Candy. I mean, you know, it's a it's a era what it is currently right now. With uh, with this uh, Jesus Christ, I just had to. I had the word. I can't believe this. Uh, I'm brain farting right now. But no, it's just what's you know for the current audiences now like the whole gentrification the whole everything like people who uh you know with how you mentioned tiktok and it's for those demographics what's going so on this is for the people who thought ruthless aggression was too offensive and mayonnaise is spicy <laughs> mayonnaise? <laughs> mayonnaise? <laughs> before? sriracha mayo really that's because spicy. The, the college athlete thing, I love that. That's great. That's no, that's a, a great. That's a great idea. I don't have I'm any not, issue not. with. I, I don't have any issue with like the way they're getting their talent and how their talent is completely non-wrestlers learning how to wrestle. It's going to make a lot of generic wrestlers, which I think they have. Um. It's if they wanted, just, if they made it look like college, like um, would um, you know, Brendan Ascari is doing where it looks like a sport instead of a entertainment. That would be cool. My biggest issue is just it doesn't look right. I can't watch it on. It's too bright. The lights are like always on. It's white backgrounds. That is what my question is because I get that the talent system makes sense for what they want to do. They want to get non wrestlers and models to kind of try and be wrestlers, and that's it. It's just this, this right here. <laughs> it's just it's and I'm not even like gonna be that old man who's like back in my day I used to have to cycle through three different channels to keep up with my wrestling. I'm not even that guy. If they kept the black and gold, that would have been cool. I, I think that Vince just had an issue with black and gold being triple H maybe. But if it was more college looking, if it was like black with like gold and green, like call you know, like how professional sports looked, that would be cool. This is just ridiculous. I, I, I would agree with I, I'm gonna agree with JD saying yes. I mean, that is what they're aiming for. I mean they're they're aiming to now what they were supposed to be in the, in the beginning of the first place is make it a televised developmental program, and not like you know when Chip, you know when Paul Levesque took over he made it his his Ring of Honor two point you could say straight out. I mean he brought everybody from all the independents instead of you know creating creating talent within, and that's what he did. And we fell in love with that because we loved Ring of Honor and all the wrestling independents. Pro wrestling gorilla exactly yeah. all those Kevin yeah. Steen, you know every yes. step. Uh, Tyler Black, like everybody came over. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. But yes. those weren't the homegrown talent that Vince likes exactly. to do. You know, he yeah. wants, like I said, he wants credit for, he'd rather have credit for a shitty baby than success with someone else's fully grown child. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because they were all, you know, a homegrown name on their, you know, when they did it themselves independently, yeah. you know. And, I mean, we've always known that. That's yeah. just, Vince will assimilate another company and then squash it. We saw that with what happened with the big merge. You know, obviously a few guys got through. Booker T made a name for himself, you know, but besides that, that's it, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. And I mean, the other thing too is that, uh, 
you know, they're looking for the next, you know, Cena, the next Randy Orton. That's what they're looking for. The next Batista. They're looking for that. The next Brock Lesnar. That's what they're looking for. Yeah, well, Vince and, will never not want to be looking for that. That's why. Well, just, I mean, that's why you just said those names. Yeah, but those are homegrown talents. They're well, they, not they, only that, but you know about the, I mean, obviously the big man complex. Those all have very, very similar body types. Vince right. Will never get, Vince will never get past that. He. And, you know, you know, God forbid, I'm not wishing, not wishing the man's death, but I'm saying until he, until he's probably in his death, in his deathbed, he's still going to be asked, God damn, pal, I want, I want a big guy. Ah, like no, I, say, I think, I think, I think WWE honestly might actually get worse after he passes, um, uh, which I hope is not for another two thousand years. Um, but yeah, so I think he's going to be like Mr. Burns, I, you know. He's going to get someone who used to write for like Moesha on the WB to run the company. <laughs> <laughs> It's Steve Urkel. What? Yeah, I mean, like, he's that's what he back. does right now is he hires TV writers who do have skill in TV writing, but they're just like, what's a wrestler? Like, what? Yeah, like that one, the one everybody, that one who, who tweeted or whatever. Who was it? Was it the one who did the interview? That yeah, one yeah. who did. Yeah, that got fired. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they did a good thing when they had Freddie Prince Jr. come in because he was a talented writer who was a fan. But they, you know, they, they refused to hire people who know the product. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it is. It, they want another, you know, I'm not going to see that at all. Yes, I did not like his in-ring skills ability. You know, everybody has different tastes, obviously. But you gotta, I give the man credit credits due. He did what he, you know, what he had to do, and he went with it. And nobody could be what Cena did, to be honest. And, and, at his era, his Bruce is aggression era. I don't think there's, you got to be your, you got to be the next you. The most and offensive think, era. And for me, it wasn't even offensive. It was actually. I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> but you know it just uh I, I see braun breaker already he's gonna be the next one that's when they put the belt on him you yeah know, but at least he's not like a really big buff homegrown towel weight yeah it is a homegrown. i know, yeah. I know. I know. it's I know. a homegrown they, at, least come on. at least they didn't shove a rocket up his ass and send him to the moon oh wait <laughs> So, I mean, this is, we don't know what's going to be next. Yeah, now. Anthony, yeah, I'm with you on the Freddie Prince thing, man. I know about that story. And uh, Freddie Prince definitely did a lot of wonders for the two weeks he was there. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on that. Definitely 100%. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, wow, it's, it's, it's incredible that all this happening. And speaking of his uh, releases as well, departures, Matt Stryker's another one uh, from Impact. He was now... I guess they departed, you know, he parted ways with Impact. Now, the question is for you, gentlemen, who should replace Matt Stryker? Like, just fill his spot on the roster? On the commentary. For oh. Um, so, it's going to be, D'Lo Brown is still there for himself. Yeah, D'Lo Brown's the shit, for sure. Um, I mean, that really, that's a harder one to answer, because there's so many, I'm sure, talented commentators and color guys that we've never heard of that are going to be the next, you know, um, Maddox or whatever the fuck, like the next big thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless they bring back against Josh Matthews, start over, you know, for him to do it again. I mean, but I would have might to see. Uh, oh yes, of course. I mean, uh, Mike Tanay would be cool. Mike Tanay, yes, A professor. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. As much that. as I love Moro, I don't want to see more. I'm kind of over Moro in pro wrestling right now because his hyperbole, he's like the Dennis Miller of pro wrestling. He's like, mm. that moonsault went over faster than two eggs over Miami on a late night in the middle of Miami down when I used to play. I'm just like, dude, shut up, bro. Like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you to go on a rant about one fucking move, Moro. Like, I, it's fine. Thank you. Move on. So <laughs> he never did that in MMA. He, I mean, he kind of did when he went to Strike Force, but back in the Pride days, no, he wasn't really. He wasn't just Dennis, Dennis Miller. If you know Dennis Miller, he does the same damn thing, just goes on and on, and you're just like, bro. So yeah, I don't know who would replace Matt Striker. I mean, Mike today, Mike today, I don't mind. If, is, he uh, doing, is he over in AAA or something? Or no, he's nowhere. He's free. He's, he's retired. He's yeah, retired. Okay, well, is he alive? Yeah, he's fried. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. All right, but what do you? Who do you think, Matt? Who do you think you should take over? Uh, strike your brother, Matt Strikers, uh, place in him. The, the many, the many other Matt. Like what? I remember Jeff Carpenter told me about the other Matt Striker because there's two of them. So <laughs> get get the no no that was Matt Cross. Sorry. Oh, it's like Matt Cross. The, yes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it could it could really be a lot of people are are itching to do commentary these days. Hell, I mean, it could be one of us. Maybe so. You never. Takaro. Oh yeah, Takaro. Yeah. Takaro on there, man, my boy. That, yes. There you go. That is right. Um, I mean, fucking, let's get AJ Lee. Let's get Takaro. Let's get Renee Paget. Let's what, get our our boy. On there. Let's get our boy Adnan. Adnan, Adnan, cool. Adnan Karishi, yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. our, All right, and, our, and the our, and the other one, very briefly, gentlemen, that we I'm happy to to the NWA announces the, the World Junior Heavyweight Championship Tournament. They're bringing oh, back is that a whole bracket up? They're yeah, the bracket is up, okay. and they brought it back. The, the last time we seen this championship was in 2017 when it was the last hold by Barrett Brown has been vacated since then. And now Billy Corgan is bringing back this junior heavyweight championship. Made its debut in 1945, uh, and wow. so and so it's been yeah, it's been decades. So the following in the brackets we have yeah, read that read that off to me because absolutely is we do have Austin Arias versus Ray Titus, which he advanced. Austin already advanced in the tournament. Luke Hawks versus PJ Hawk, brother versus you know partner versus partner, oh, I love brother that. versus brother. CW Anderson versus Kobe Carino, the son our, of C- our boy. Show CW Anderson, get yes, it right. Okay. Our boy, Kerry Morton and versus uh, Jamie Stanley, uh, Davari versus Jay Spade, and Darius Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davari and Darius Lockhart versus Sal uh, Renato. Homicide already. Homicide is already advanced, so it's basically. The finals would be a fatal four-way to determine the new crown uh, NWA oh, junior heavyweight champion. I love, so, is that elimination or single pinfall? It's that we don't know the finals, the rules as of yet. But tournament begins this Saturday. It begins back on YouTube for free this time because the NWA are now bringing that back off. So, oh man, thank you very much, man, for tuning in. I know it's pretty late on your, you know, time. YouTube, man, have a good night. I appreciate you for tuning in. I appreciate you very much today. But yes, man, this is going to be exciting. Now, NWA, you know, bringing back the junior heavyweight title and seeing Homicide already on board, Austin Aries, and CW Anderson, baby. That's right. We need that CW to take it all away. 
definitely, definitely. I would love to see that, man. Your thoughts about this tournament, gentlemen, and you know, are we gonna? Be, I mean, be four people in? in the finals. Two of those have to be Austin and C Dub. So um, after that, man, like this whole CW resurgence, he's in the greatest shape of his life. Like he is jacked right now and healthy and ready to go. So I would love to see him get that belt. That would be perfect. This is the right time. He's active, um, faster and stronger than ever. So let's just, let's just put the belt on him and give him that, uh, that second career that he's uh, worked for. Oh man, definitely. I could, I cannot wait for sure. I cannot wait for sure. But yes, man. So those are the pro wrestling news that we have, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're gonna go ahead and have to move on with Matt. Cause I need Matt Tech back how to take over over here. And that is Wrestle Kingdom Night One and Night Two recap. That is a must speak of. So I'm going to go ahead and let Matt Callis take over. But before I let you take over, let me go ahead and actually bring up the card very briefly for both nights because I need to, you know, breaking it down. I mean, I, you know, I saw it myself, but I don't, you know, it's, when you have so much thing, you know, so much memory, <laughs> so much shit on your mind, it's kind of hard to, you know, Jesus. So let's go to night one. Night and one. That was, that was one I have yet to watch because of all the content and stuff. So I will have absolutely no input on this, but I'm at my one hour, so this is a perfect time to give my send-off. Mm. We don't want to spoil it for you, Chris. Yeah, I, I do it. want to actually watch this and just skip through the 20-minute promos that they put between every match. Did they do that this year? <laughs> uh, only in between halftime. Okay, because I know previous ones, they would put like 10-minute promos before almost every single match. And I love that, but no, not this time. So whoever is left in the chat, I don't know if you're still here, Russell Bread, Half K, Clark Street, anyone from uh, uh, Anthony, if you're still here, anyone from the um, Kofi Winston and um, Dirty Heels, appreciate you coming in. Leo, I think you went to bed because you got a kid now, so sucks to be <laughs> <That's messed up. laughs> But uh, I love you guys, and I will be back for whatever we have next, Top 5 MMA or the MMA Awards. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure that out one next week for sure. Cool. All right, Enjoy. man. Peace. Love you guys. I will see you soon. Love you too, brother. There we go. The director going to work, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, night one, we did have the pre-show. We did have a 19, of course, battle royal to determine who will be the four men, you know, the three men, I guess you could say, to be facing for the KOPW, um, uh, you know, the night from night two versus Toriano. We found that, obviously, it was the surprise return of Ch Shima making his return to New Japan for so... Quite representing Gleet, the six biggest, the six biggest promotion in Japan that everybody should pay attention to. Absolutely. You know, well, I think it, it really is in this order. It's New Japan at at the top, Noah number two, uh, DDT at number three. Good night, JD. Thank you very much for tuning in, JD. Appreciate you very much. Thank you, JD. DDT at number three. Uh, Dragon Gate, I bet at number four. Maybe DDT and Dragon Gate are probably tied. Uh, and then number five is possibly Glee, but I think uh, oh, I might be forgetting one other. No, All Japan, I think, is number – All Japan Pro Wrestling is number five, and Gleet would be number six. So very – and they're all very dominant promotions. You know, they don't kind of stick to one thing or over the other. You know, they're all multifaceted, and they all have really great wrestlers in them. 
So I know it's a lot of content to watch, but I know you'll never run out of wrestling to watch if you keep up with all six of these oh Japanese promotions. This, yeah, there's, we, so, there's so many, guys. There's so many. And this, you remember uh, Shima from AEW and from, uh, you know, from OWE and the many other organizations. Definitely, definitely. I do recall that. And then, I mean, we did see, of course, Chase Owens, Shima, Minoru Suzuki, and Toru, and obviously Toriano for the night, for night two. And, of course, we did have Yo defeating show uh, for the singles match. And then we did have Bullet Club, of course. We did have Kenta, Taji, Shimori, and Fantasmo defeating uh, Tanahashi, the Mega Coaches, which is a Taiguchi and Rocky Romero. You got an Empire defeated Los Ingobernables. Of course, Katsuyori Shibata making his return in the ring in a cash wrestling mode. Ah! Versus, With of course, Ren Narita. Narita. And... A fantastic, and then right there at the end when he says, "Okay, not screw the screw this rules. You can hit me if you want," and it was incredible. He is back one hundred percent, not even a little bit. Katsuyori Shibata is back one hundred percent as both a wrestler and uh, as as a fighter as well. So he, he I think, just the it, it really is the the speed limit has been taken off Shibata. And if Mike was here, I'll tell you, Ren Narita was the guy we were talking to right uh, when we were at Resurgence. You know, we were there at Resurgence with Ren Narita, and Shibata was there for a brief period of time. But man, the the I think at the top of AEW's list, I know I know Brian Danielson definitely wants to face Shibata, and then of course, and and of course you you saw the tweet Okada. Already put out the open challenge for both Danielson and Punk, and then Punk responds in his tweet, "Here's my address." <laughs> <laughs> Man, and then of course we did see Evo defeating Tomohori Ishii, becoming the never open weight champion. And night one, of course, we did uh, we did see Chaos defeating, which is uh, Hiroki Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi becoming the IWGP. Heavyweight Tag Team Champions defeating Tai Chi and Sax Number Jr. And Desperado retaining his IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against Hiromu uh, Takakashi. And the main event, which we finally saw, the unexpected, which I think we all expected, ladies and gentlemen. We did see Okada defeating Shingo Takagi to advance from night two, becoming the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Right off the bat... What do you what do you grade night one for you, Matt Callis? Night one is still it, it's good, but I know it's not the complete story because you know night two really has you know kind of the preempting of what the year is going to show. I guess you could think of night one as like saying goodbye to it's like the last of the 2021 version of New Japan, and Absolutely. night two is what you're going to see from New Japan for all of 2022 so i'd probably just put night one just slightly behind night two yeah i know that's how i put it all right and then and then the the beauty part of the battle royal people that have not watched it but i'm gonna gonna spoil it for regardless is seeing the return of this individual the legend himself tatsumi fujinami Ah! what the fuck he showed up i did not expect Mm -hmm. him to show up and for those who don't those who don't know him, he Tatsumi Tatsumi Fujinami faced Ric Flair in WCW. You know, I believe it was the early '90s when it happened. 
So if, if you think he's never been to the United States or you've never seen him here, if you're old enough to remember, you know, I, I'll say to some of our, you know, some of our older friends and partners, Dom, I don't know if you've caught it on WCW back in the day, Tatsumi Fujinami and Ric Flair. You know, it's definitely a worthwhile match that everybody should go back and watch. It's available to watch in many places on the internet for free. Absolutely. So. And not only that, he's one of the also, also one of the last childs of the Gotch and you know Inoki uh, train. You know that we were, we're trained by. You know, besides Renoro Suzuki, mm-hmm. but also you know you know Fujinami. Ricky also, Ricky Dozan too, I yes, think. Yes, Ricky Dozan as well. Yes, yeah. I mean they're one of the last birth childs that were trained by you know gotch and you know anoki so it was great to see and the man is 68 years old how the fuck he's able to wrestle coming in and had you know coming in on this battle royal but fantastic i loved it a great surprise you know how you mentioned the closing the closing chapter for the new japan of 2021 which we now enter night two ladies and gentlemen night two let's break it down to you we did have on the pre-show we had a signal two six-man tag matches one was, of course, um, you know, Togi Makabe, Yuji Nagata, and Tomaki you know, Honami defeating the Bullet Club, back, you know, Bagla Fale, and Gato, and Jairo. So, of course, we did have uh, Hiroshi Tensan, Satoshi Kuzima, Master Wado defeated, Suzuki Gun at Desperado, and Kanemaru, and, and Takam and Shinoku. And now we're seeing with this, you know, Matt Callis, we're seeing Master Wado now be the next challenger. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title, do you agree with that? Finally, right? I think. I think yeah. Time. He they he's been their project for a minute, and once there's a lot of other guys coming. Carl Fredericks, um, you know, Sh- Shota Umino, a lot. Ren Narita, who's going to? I'm pretty sure Ren Narita is going to be getting his colors soon. He's not going to be a young lion for long. No. You know, he's definitely put in his time. And training was strong. So I think Master Wado, Ren Narita, a lot of those, that's going to be your new class. Like the, in fact, the New Japan Junior Heavy, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, it's really like a who's who of who the next big thing is. Tanahashi held that title. Kenny Omega held that title. Finn Balor held that title. Jushin Thunder Liger. So that's, it's a title that you should not keep lightly. You know, don't be surprised if Ma- Master Wado will be in the title picture within the next five years. You know, it's going to be a lot sooner than we think. Definitely, definitely. I just, man, that's you're right. It's going to be a new class of the, you know, super, you know, the, the junior new generation. Now. New generation, and I'm glad to see that Strong and Shibata did a fantastic, you know, incredible job of, you know, you know, having everybody from Strong now going to Japan and hopefully to elevate the junior heavyweight title. Don't get me wrong, like. Uh, Desperado, I, I was happy. I'm happy that he retained. I think it's about time that we kind of move forward. I mean, no disrespect to Hiromo, I'm a big Rosin Gordonales fan, but we need something fresh. And with Desperado retaining, makes the title more interesting and intriguing to see him defending it with other contenders and him that underrated because it doesn't get his credit what credits do. And, and Hiromo, Hiromo could move up the card into the U.S. title picture into yeah. the. Yeah, he's got he he's well loved enough that he's ready to move up the card into and, a different into a the, different area. Bring send him to the U.S. Yes, you know, a lot of different things you could do with them. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent with that. And now let's move on now with the mains, the main cards. We had of course the triple threat match for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles. 
which we had the Flying Tigers, e Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask defending the title. They retained it against defeating, of course, the mega coaches of Taguchi and, and Rocky Romero and the Bullet Club Zone. Of course, the cutest tag team, Taji Shimori and El Fantasmo. <laughs> and I did like the fact how they just took off his shoes and they found <laughs> the little the steel that he was using for his heel for the super kick, eliminating them and eliminating Fantasmo and Ishimori. And at the end, of course, we see Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles. I'm really happy for Robbie Eagles a lot because he's been he's been in the business for quite some time. And never had a shot his moment. And I'm happy that he's having his moment alongside with a legend like himself, a Tiger Mask. And I'm very happy that he's having that moment and retaining the tag, you know, the IWGP Junior Tag Team title. And of course, we did had we did had a fantastic starter match, even though you had one in night one in dark matches, but they actually televised one on night two, which we had, of course, Tom Nakano and Saya Kamitani defeating um, Maya Watani and Starlight Kid. Uh, that match, of course, once again, ladies and gentlemen. Matt and myself, we are proactive for women's pro wrestling, no matter where in the country and where in the world. And mm. this is the one that Matt and myself, we've been talking for the last year that we've been fighting for, for especially Japan, because every everyone should watch Stardom. Yes. At this point, Mayu Iwatani, Mayu Iwatani, she you could really think of her as the Tanahashi of of Stardom. In addition to the fact that. She shares a moniker with both Roddy Piper and Sting. They call her the icon Mayu Iwatani, you know, and she and she looked really good in this match. She was really cool. So I, I definitely want to see more of her, you know, singles matches. You might have caught her in Lucha Underground when she was called Yure and she was facing Pentagon Dark one on one, yes. you know. So if you want to see more or her against Kelly Klein in Ooh. ring of honor when mm -hmm. she when she was the when she i believe she was either the first or the second uh women women of honor champion who knows she could come back and get that ring of honor women's championship back take it off roxy you know she could defend it there she could defend that title in stardom so um, oh man definitely mm -hmm. like i said i mean i'm happy that they're getting their, their spotlight now and you know having new japan fans to kind of like accept you know, because obviously over there in Japan is different, you know, from that, you know, like here, anywhere else, they have a different fan base for it. You know, now you have, you know, Stardom has their, you know, their own and, you know, DDT have their own and Noah and, you know, Gleet and now New Japan have their own. But, you know, same owner, different promotions, trying to get together, make it, you know, we're fighting for the women's to have their spotlight in New Japan as well. In the Tokyo Dome, especially when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom, they, they deserve to have that. And this is the second time, if you correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, that they're doing this by having Stardom, you know, in the Wrestle Kingdom, you know, the card itself. So I'm happy that they're having that, and I cannot wait to see, you know, the future for the women's uh, division for in start, you know, for Stardom in New Japan, and hopefully we get to see great, great, you know, great stuff happening soon. Of course, we did see Minoru Suzuki becoming, of course, the KOPW 2022 winner, defeating Chase Owen, Shima, and Toru Yano. Uh, it was, of course, hilarious, of course, that Toriano handcuffing Minoru after beating his ass, but the aftermath, but it was just, you know, we're going to see, of course, unfortunately, we're going to see Toriano and Minoru feuding coming up for sure. But and, I, I'm pretty sure that that can guarantee title shot in the future. That KOPW. Um, yes. Minoru Suzuki is uh, a big deal. 
You know, so it, it, I mean, he's a long overdue for a world title shot. Definitely. Long overdue. Long overdue. Definitely, I agree with that. And of course, we did had the House of Torture, Evil, and and Yujiro Takashi show defeating Chaos. You know, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo. By the looks of it, of course, we're heading to a direction where we see maybe the never the six man never open being you know defended against Chaos. So it looks like. The feud is finally beginning between Bullet Club and Chaos once again with this, you know, these six individuals. So we can't wait to look at, you know, look for that. Ivan, I, I, I must ask you, what are, what is your opinion on House of Torture? Because I, from other New Japan, you know, mainly the Super J podcast. Hello to you guys. I must say that there's a lot of hatred towards House of Torture. That like, you know, they're like as in hatred as in go away heat, not as in just you know heal heat, you know. Like, I don't know how you feel about them. Uh, I, I just feel they're okay. I feel you know? they're okay. It's just like I said right now, with you know, with everything going on over there in Japan, it's very different. And I, I think they're okay because I like to see, you know, show. I, I'm I'm glad the show's getting a spotlight. And so for Yo as well. Uh, we're just waiting for Yo to join Chaos. He hasn't joined Chaos officially. So it's mm-hmm. we're just waiting for that to happen. Uh, why not? I mean, I, I, I like it. I love it. And you need to kind of elevate these, you know, these three, you know, these uh, three man, you know, titles, the trios belts. You need to elevate them with these individuals. What else are you going to have? Are you going to add the junior, you know, the junior heavyweights towards it? Which you can, uh, but, you know, we, but I, I think this is fitting well for right now. I would involve Suzuki Gun as well and Lucien Gordonavlis. Why not again? Uh, but we want to see more facts. Maybe United Empire. Add them to the mm. mix of that for that. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing them to be added for that. And speaking of United Empire, of course, we did see one of them fall, which is, of course, Great Okan losing to Sonata. Uh, I can say it wasn't the best, but it was okay. Sonata always delivers. Great Okan, of course, still has a lot to transition and learning, of course, in Japan style. And then, of course, he finally did a high flight move because he never done one in his life. He jumped off the rope, crossbody to Sonata. So it was great to see that. Um, and then also we had to see a Naito defeating Jeff Cobb. So that match was a grudge match. And I like the fact that, you know, Naito sold it to Jeff Cobb. And Cobb sold it too. I mean, it was great. It was great to see that, you know, that match, even though it was only 15 minutes long, but I enjoyed it. Great. It was a great storytelling match. And I'm very happy to see, uh, you know, Naito now, which we'll get into a little bit on. Of course, then we had... The match of the night for night two, I think, from my opinion. But but we you know this 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 is why they put it as a coming event, and that is of course Tanahashi regaining the UIWGP US Championship belt away from Kenta. Man, I don't, oh, just that what fall. a match! What a Preach. match! Preach. Okay, Preach. a little bit of there was a little bit of Jeff Jarrett in there with the guitar, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tanahashi with the guitar playing a little tune on Kenta's head. But the main thing, the main spot that everybody should watch, has Rob Van Dam ever done the five-star frog splash off the top of the ladder before? Yes, he did. And was it, but I, I don't know. Raw ladder, against Christian. Was it, was it the same height, though? I'm pretty sure that ladder, the ladders in WWE are shorter or taller. No, he was, no it was, if you YouTube that match, it's kind of the same height. But I, this one was scary because remind you, the table was shorter, and not only that, we did see 
uh, Kenta ate shit when he fell off. He didn't cover himself. He literally landed on the edge of the trash can bin and broke his nose. Like, his, he was done. Then That's where, the so it was, he got hard weighed with the blood. Oh, no. That was it, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a hard way. Oh, man, yeah, definitely. And that was it. Uh, his nose was busted as hell. Like, the bone was coming out. If you look at it once again, it looked like it was like, oh. I was like, ah. Oh. So Kenta did suffer a massive injury in that. But, man, that was a match of the night for me. But we got to get into the main event, though. We're not done yet, Matt Callis. Yeah, I was, I was just saying that really elevates that U.S. title even more. I mean, Absolutely. Tanahashi holding it once, but he's one of the few to hold it twice now. Because not that many people have held it. Uh, I could probably count on one hand the amount of people that have held it twice. You know, Moxley. Um, Moxley. Uh, I don't think Cody even held it twice. He only held it once, I think. One time on yeah, so it's just it's just Moxley and Juice Robinson, and now Tanahashi. It's just those three that have held the U.S. title twice, and now that really is the new secondary title in New Japan. It is, and, and one, because you know ever since they got rid of the Intercontinental, and you know it's funny because you and I thought that they were going to make the Never Open as like you know close to having like a secondary title. But yeah, well, that, because the U.S. title was stuck in the U.S., but now exactly, yes. it's in Japan. With yeah. on the waist of of the man who held the world the heavyweight championship several times, so who better? It's like Ric Flair elevating the Intercontinental, you know. Ah, good analogy. I love it. Mwah, I love mm-hmm. it. Good, good shit. Good shit. That's right. And then of course the main event for night two, this gentleman to finally set you know clear all the smoke to see who is truly the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, and that is. Kishusuke Okada finally becoming the undisputed, undisputed. IWGP World Heavyweight World. Champion, defeating Will Ospreay, and that match was whoa, wow, fantastic, shocking to be honest, because nobody ever thought that Okada was gonna retain, it re- actually regain. The IWGP World Heavyweight Title, and now that makes the third person to win it. Because remind you, it's a combined belt. Now it's different. It's not the regular and with the Intercontinental. So, Mister Sixty Nine, your thoughts about Night Two, and what was your match of the night for you? You know the the World Title match. It really was showing. I, I was starting to see the parallels between Kenny's first attempt on Okada's title. And I saw a lot of the parallels there. You know, Kenny's like the new heel leader of the Bullet Club. Osprey's the new heel leader of the United Empire. So they're in very similar positions. The top Gaijin, the phenomenal, you know, very beloved star, you know. I mean, you could even compare it to AJ Styles and, and Okada. You know, you could you could compare it to that one as well. So that's that's also the same deal. But this one in particular, this is this is definitely a match. I think one of the ideal spots was Will Osprey climbing several feet high onto one of the the camera stands, or it wasn't. It was like one of the the posts. It was one, and it was so tall. It was like the. I think he went up the height of a two story building oh, and man. did a moonsault. A moonsault onto Okada. Can't believe it. Incredible. And oh. mind-blowing, even. And 
And I really thought, you know, the Chelsea Grin, the Hidden Blade, the the Stormbreaker, all of the, you know, the the Super Oss Cutter, all the different moves. I really thought he was actually going to take the title because it seemed a little bit right. But at the same time, I understand why Okada got it. And and um, something I really want to point out to people is that Okada's outfit, it's a tribute. He, he has trunks kind of in a tribute to... Um, Antonio Noki, but he also his outfits in tribute to another uh, Japanese wrestler who passed away. You see his robe; it was like very similar to a boxing robe and the scarf. It's yes. both a tribute to Anoki, but there was another wrestler who just passed away. And let me find his name. This is really important though, because he there uh, Okada was definitely honoring him in the process. Mister, it began with H. Yes. Okay. Shozo Strong Kobayashi, who just passed away in 2021. So it was it was in tribute to him. So it was the, it was the same yellow scarf, the same color robe that Okada was wearing to the ring. So it was in tribute to him for that match. So so it, it sets up and and then guess who comes out to challenge Okada after he defeats Will Osprey? Tetsuya Naito. Naito. He's not out of the. He's not out of the title picture yet, and you know now that I mentioned earlier, my dream match: Samoa Joe versus Naito. I wouldn't mind. You know, if, if anything, I think Samoa Joe should make a beeline for New Japan rather than AEW. Just I'm make a straight, that. make a straight beeline for New Japan. And his his matches against anybody on that roster is. Um, our dream matches that are endless, you know, it, it's going to be must watch TV, especially in Japan. Everyone will tune in because Samoa Joe is like, a, when he has a wrestling match, it's like Beethoven composing a symphony, you know, and the way, <laughs> the way Samoa Joe composes and the way Tetsuya Naito sells, it's almost meant for each other. It's peanut butter and jelly, you know. The way Naito could sell for Samoa Joe and the way Samoa Joe could dish out punishment. And now that match isn't just a dream. It's a reality. Exactly. Ah! Ned Flanders <laughs> mode all day. All day. But now let's jump into our prediction time. Predictions. We got to do two predictions, ladies and gentlemen, before we end the show over here. I know we took a week off, and yes, and I apologize for the intro. Did not make it on time with the intro live status. So in case you caught, you caught it wrong. I apologize. We just came into the conversation. <laughs> but yes, we got to get into it here, ladies and gentlemen, because there's uh, so much pro wrestling going on. And I was Our taking a, and so much shit, because now let's jump into the prediction coming up this Saturday. Two things are happening this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the main one we want to talk about, of course, is New Japan versus Noah. Um, Ivan, you have no idea how proud I am to see the Noah logo on our banner right behind you yes. you know the pro wrestling noah logo and just how important the ghc is you know and, and you see shades of noah in almost every profession you know hello matt's not here i mean mike's not here to freaking i think know, that's translate. i think that i think that's russian though that's, oh, that's cyrillic russian. yeah oh, that's okay. cyrillic Nastrovia, Nastrovia. Yes. So, to I I gotta say the one of the matches to look out for January eighth, New Japan versus Noah. The tag team is 
is Kaito Kiyomiya. He's like a mix of Kaito Kiyomiya is like a mix of Okada and Ibushi in a way. You know, he's a bit and he's young. He's so he's not even I don't think he's even 28. He's younger than 28 or 27 right now. Very young wrestler, but he's been he's been the GHC champion already. He's tag teaming with none other than the oldest wrestler in the company and most legendary Keiji Muto. He's tag teaming with Keiji Muto to take on Okada and Tanahashi in a tag team match. I know that's the main event, and everybody, all eyes in Japan are going to be watching that well, match. Let me break not down the, the world. Door. Yeah. The world, Craig. The world. And let's the break world. down the world. And we're going to break down the card legitimate opening match. We do have on the show coming up this Saturday, we do have uh, Kozi Fuchida versus Yasutaka Yano, an opening match. And we do have Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Tenzan teaming up versus Akitoshi Saito, King Tenai, and Mohamed Yone. Muhammad, that's the funky. That's the funky, the funky express. Yes, the funky express. That is absolutely right. The funky express with the Muhammad Yone in his in his afro. That's right. <laughs> and we have Master Wado, Taiguchi, Yoshihashi, Hiroti Goto, and Tomohiro Ishii teaming up versus King Okada, Yoshiki Animura, Daiki Naba, Hajime Ohara, and Lasuke Harada. So that's gonna be another fantastic match to see. And, ooh, this is what I'm excited. Ah! Here you go. Here you go. Show versus Atushi Kotoge. I'm looking forward to that match because people who are not familiar with Atushi Kotoge is fucking insane, man. And show to wrestle him. Ah! I'm going excited here. Winning shit because that's going to be. Those are your, your super junior heavyweights, your badasses. Your top stars. This is like your Seth Rollins. Versus Finn Balor type of style. Or your Finn yeah, Balor and in AJ Honor. Styles. Yes. My God, this is going to be fantastic. And of course, we do have Gato and Tashi Shimori versus Aseki Yoshigata and Hayata. We're going to have that. And we have Doku and Desperado teaming up versus Nosawa Rongai and Yohei. That's I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because these two, you know, these are a great tag teams, both of them. Especially in Noah. And Takabich, Noko, Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, Suzuki Gund versus Kujushi, Sakuraba, Takashi, Sugiara, and uh, to be announced, which I have a feeling is going to be Kenta, who's going to be probably if, mm. but he got injured, so it looks like he was out of the picture. So I, 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 you know what, as a matter of fact, he was supposed to be actually teaming up in that, but yeah. he is out of the card, so they got to announce somebody else because he's Somebody might be flying over, who knows? Who knows? Right. It's a wide picture. I must yeah. say this about Sakuraba. Sakuraba is is like a has like a strong MMA background, and Sugira he's he's like your he's not as old as Keiji Muto, but he's definitely the elder statesman of the team, and he takes he gives and takes a lot of punishment. You know, Sugira. Oh man, yeah, man. Thank you very much for tuning in, brother. Man, appreciate you very much. Good rest. That's right. And then, of course, we do have Kanemaru. I should know Dick Togo and Evil versus Masa Kitamiya and Go Shozaki. Go and- Shozaki. That's the that's the the several that he's one of the the last students of Mitsuharu Misawa. You know the 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 legendary wrestler, the one of the four pillars, you know. For no. And 
but from the one of the four pillars of all Japan and the founder of Noah, Mitsuharu Misawa. Goshiozaki, you know, he several times would say, I am Noah. I am the face of Noah. You know, he's like the Okada of, of, of pro wrestling Noah. He even has a similar finisher. It's a lariat. It's an oh. axe bomber lariat. Goshiozaki, you know. And of course, then we have uh, Kanemaru and Sexabri Jr. teaming up versus... Yoshinari Ogawa and Naomichi Marafuji. Naomichi Marafuji. Yes. Talk you know about who it. I'm. You know Talk who I'm it. talking about. Marafuji yes. is other than Kenny and Naito. Marafuji is my favorite active wrestler right now. I think he's in my top four along with like Sting. You know, I guess it's really and Marafuji is such a badass. He has so many insane kicks. Everybody should watch. A Marafuji match, and I'm—it's uh, only a matter of time before you see Marafuji against uh, any of the other guys on the roster. All of his matches are cool. Finn Balor pays tribute to Marafuji on on his matches daily. He even uses some of some of Marafuji's moves in his matches. I mean, watch Moose versus Marafuji. Watch Brian Danielson versus Marafuji. List goes on and on, and now you get to see him here at Wrestle Kingdom. But versus Zack Sombre Jr. Again, Zack Sombre Jr. And let There's me keep in mind. Ned Flanders mode all fucking night today, man. So he's, how is the king of high spots and, and kicks? He's definitely a grappler, but let's see how, how well he can handle somebody grappling to the level of Zack Sabre. You know, he's faced, he's like, like Marfuji's faced Kota Ibushi before, but has he ever faced Zack Sabre? And this is the first so. time, never. No. So never. we get to see Mara Fuji versus Zack Saber in that ring, and everybody's anticipating that. It's, it's gonna be. I cannot wait. It's gonna be oh hell of a match. Dream matches from top to bottom. Man, I cannot wait. The then we have the eighth match. Boo, of course, we have Los Incobernables as we mm -hmm. have Bushi, Hiromo, Sanada, Naito, and Shingo versus Aleja, Tarasuke. Manabu, Soya, Keno, and Katsuyo Nakajima. Nakajima so, is the current champ, GHC champion, and he's just known for kicking the shit out of people. And he has a background in MMA. He is a mean customer. Well, he, he was the one. He was the one that spoke. And he was. He, he wait. Who did he post? Who, wait, wait. Who? Shingo, right? Way back in the day, a long time ago. So is that why he called him out in the ring? Mm-hmm. They have a history. They have a history. That's why. Come on. Come on, Shingo. Nakajima. Shingo, just like, just like the old days, Shingo. You know me. You remember me. Yes. He called him I'm out. Not, I'm not afraid of you. I know you were the champion. I see you're not the champion anymore. Let's see if you can take this from me. Man. Keno. Keno's known for being... Like just so cool. He has a he wears a red robe. He's the reason why his faction wears all red, and he's known for kicks, high flying, just cool moves. Keno's probably like one of the coolest looking guys in Noah. One of the things Keno did is he he lit his boot on fire and kicked Keiji Muto with it. Oh yes, you did. He <laughs> told me about that. Jesus Christ! He lit his boot on fire and kicked the great Muto with it in his match. So who knows, who knows what you'll see. He's somebody you want to see everywhere. I, I've never seen the combination of hardcore and martial arts like that. You know, it's one thing to do hardcore wrestling. It's another thing to mix martial arts with it. Imagine a spinning back kick with your foot on fire. 
<laughs> I know. And of course, we have the one that Matt just mentioned earlier, the main the event. The main event. This is Tanahashi Okada versus Kiyomiya Kaido and Keiji Muro. We finally get to see Tanahashi and Keiji Muro. Ah, you saw Tanahashi and Keiji Muto back in the, the earlier 2000s, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, a but, not a, but a younger Tanahashi mm -hmm. and uh, and much, you know, in the, you know, great Muto at the time. This is so the first time we're going to see. This is the first Ask time. Ask Keiji Muto, though. I don't think we're going to see him as Keiji Muto. This is the first time you're going to see Keiji Muto versus Okada ever. Yes. That Okada has never faced Keiji Muto ever, and he's he's left such a history behind, you know. So Keiji Muto knows just like Ric Flair. He's Keiji Muto's faced Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. You think he he knows every trick in the book, you know? To keep in mm -hmm. mind, he's he faced Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and Sting, <laughs> countless countless legends. And just to see him here in this match against those two, ooh, and Kaito Kiyomiya, just imagine the rub he's going to get from this other than the fact that he is a top guy in Noah. I wouldn't mind seeing him steal some New Japan gold. Man, Kaito I, and just seeing this, and and something tells me we are gonna, we're going to see another all together uh, once this event's over. Now that you meant, you know, adding glee to it, and hopefully Leech, see and all, all Japan, Japan getting involved, DDT getting involved, and Dragon you know, Gate and Dragon Gate. We need to see that happening, and I hope yeah, it does. DDT, DDT is already like mixed in with with Noah in a way because a lot of like you know like uh, Konosuke Takeshita, who are, you know is very well acquainted with our good friend Danny Limelight. You know, you saw Takeshita Konosuke Takeshita and Danny Limelight one-on-one -on, -one on AEW Dark. And you could still see, you know, Konosuke Takeshita work his magic against the New Japan roster. He's the guy that Kenny Omega really, you know, not only owes so much to, but also Kenny Omega really takes his hat off to, you know, him and Kota Ibushi as well. Konosuke Takeshita, you know, that's... He's a multi-time DDT world champion right there. And we could see him within the coming weeks. Oh, man. I cannot wait, man. This is, this overall is going to be a fantastic event. You guys do not want to miss it. It's Saturday. Uh, want to give the time, but it's difficult because obviously they're seven, what, they're eight hours ahead of us, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be probably like at two in the morning, midnight, uh, our time, Pacific Center time, three o'clock. 3 a.m. Eastern Time, 2 a.m. Central but Time. We, excuse me. We'll be able to watch it on our regular time because you know you heard the news, Ivan. No. Coming, coming back to Axis right following Impact, New Japan World will be on back on Axis TV. <laughs> right after Impact. Wrestling. Right after Impact. That back is to back. right. Back to you, back. Can you and believe that? I, and everyone, I, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe it myself. I cannot wait. Now, speaking of impact, now let's get into the last topic of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are running almost two hours, in fact, because we've been a week off, and there's so much pro wrestling happening in the mm -hmm. world. So we're trying to get up to date and up to par with everybody, and we appreciate all, all of our 
platform listeners, audio platform listeners, and our you subscribers for tuning in. But let's end, we're gonna end it with here this evening with Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill predictions because this is gonna be another one happening Saturday, of mm-hmm. course, on you know all access. I mean, and just make sure you you purchase this incredible event coming up because we do have uh, eight matches. Which one of them is going to be, which I'll break it down the card. We have Jay, Trey Miguel defending the X Division title versus Steve Macklin. We have Mickey James defending the Knockouts Women's Championship versus Deanna Peraza in the rematch. We have Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, Lady Frost, Alicia Edwards, Rosemary, and Tasha Steele for the inaugural Knockouts X Ultimate X match. We're going to see women doing the Ultimate X match for the first time. Uh, so this will the winner will be the knock the number one contender for the knockouts championship. We do have Josh Alexander versus Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed, which this feud has been elevating ever since uh, Jonah made his debut on Impact. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. We have Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath and Rhino versus the Good Brothers and Biden by Design, which is Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Dorian in a ten man hardcore war match. And, of course, we do have the Tag Team Knockouts Tag Team Championship on the line. The Inspiration, Casey Lee, Justin McKay versus The Influence, Madison Raid and Tanel Dashwood. And we have Jonathan Gresham versus Chris Saban for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Being oh, defended. my God. <laughs> That's right. Being defended in uh, Impact Ring. And the main event, ladies and gentlemen, for the evening, we have Moose defending his... Impact World Championship versus Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey in a triple threat match. This is happening all to you on Saturday as well, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Callis, what are you looking for for this epic card coming this Saturday? And, man, wrestling is fucking great right now, man. It is great. And especially those who are fans of women's wrestling should not miss this because of the women's ultimate x match it's the first time we've seen a women's all the those three ropes those those four ropes that form that x that is impact's gold that is impact's greatest treasures the ultimate x match and the, the entire x division as a whole now the women entering that picture you know maybe they should make a women's x division hello kenneth yes oh my god indeed oh my god you know Nastrovia, you know, I yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see and Moose versus Matt Cardona and W. Jonathan, Morrissey. Top of that, W. You Morrissey, yes. And Is I gotta it? say, Jonathan Gresham, like getting to see a Ring of Honor title defended on Impact. You know, it's like seeing the New Japan title defended in in AEW. The you know, it's it's something equivalent to that. Anything is possible in this world of wrestling nowadays. So who knows where we're going to see the Ring of Honor tag team titles defended. Dynamite, Impact, you know, the women's, you know, the Ring of Honor titles could be defended anywhere. We could see them show up in Japan within the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Anything's possible now in this world. Samoa Joe could collect every single title outside of WWE in, in the blink of an eye. Like in two months, who knows? <laughs> I can't wait, man. This is gonna be fantastic, man. So much pro wrestling starting to. What a way to start off 2022 with all the best this, way. The, the best, best way. way. The best way with all these fan, incredible professional wrestling you see 
uh, happening not just only besides WWE and AEW, but all over the world. And, you know, I cannot wait. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward for that pay-per-view myself. I cannot wait, of course. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen, for next week for episode 85. We will be recapping. Um, we might do a recap sooner, Matt and myself, for the Noah and New Japan. Because I believe him and I, we, we got to sit down and have a discussion between him and I an hour long of speaking about what's going on, what's next, now that we see this. For all the doors. Japanese promotions and all the Japanese promotions working together. And that's, that's a big deal. I'm wondering... Do you think we could see the same thing happening in Mexico, Ivan? I think so. I think it's about time that Eagles are put aside and have Crash and, you know, have AAA, have CMML work together and other promotions. That would be. So basically all the doors outside of WWE will be open and anything is possible. Anything is possible. Just imagine that. Let's Just imagine so. every single door, you know, when we, you'll see, you know, what was it, Hijo uh, de Viking, Vikingo. Hijo del Vikino, yep. Like Son over in Noah. I mean, we saw, who did we see over, uh, there was somebody from, there was a luchador showing up in Noah. I think it was super crazy, I think. Super or some, crazy. Showing up in Noah. I didn't even know there was a a, a, fa- a Spa- Spanish faction in Noah. I had no idea. Mm. So I so many things it's endless you know the possibilities are endless and man i cannot wait to see what's gonna happen in this weekend and i'm just glad that we're back in action and what a way for us to start off 2022 ladies and gentlemen what a way with a bang yes like chris like chris from earlier you know shout out to ddp that's right so once again legitimate thank you so much for tuning in and for all of our audio platform listeners around the world listening to this Yes, I know the intro started differently because obviously I forgot to hit the button for the live. So that's my fault, but that's fine. But it, it's, hey, what is, start off 2022 was like, ah, they're mode, thinking about all this wrestling good shit, damn it. But we're doing it. And so we want to thank all of you guys, all our subscribers, our viewers, our audio platform subscribers from Apple Podcasts. From Spotify, from Spreaker to Bullhorn to towards the Wrestling Index. Shout out to Tim for the Wrestling Index for adding us to his audio platform and his uh, platform himself. Make sure to subscribe to the Wrestling Index where you catch all the, besides us, pro wrestling podcasts all over around the world there as well. And shout out to the League of Extraordinary Podcasts as well, who's joined in and tuned in and, and saw us here live. We'll be doing more live reaction, ladies and gentlemen, because... I think we're going to go ahead and move forward with our live episodes uh, moving along from now on. And that's going to be, it's going to be now a weekly basis. And like I said, do not forget next week to tune in. Uh, We'll be back next week for a top five next Sunday, not this Sunday. But next week, like I said, mad at myself, we'll be back. uh, You know, having a recap of what happened this Saturday with Noah and New Japan. Because we, him and I, we have a lot to discuss. Oh, we yeah. Break, and we got to break down. It's a, it, we'll probably do it separate away from 85. Because that's something that, you know, Matt and myself are passionate about. And, man, he, that's why he is Mr. 69 for a reason. Because he um, has his 69 answers. And I'll and say, are, are, are we ready for the phrase? Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we end it here on the C, O to the D... 
And on behalf of the League of Extraordinary Podcast, and of course, on behalf of Money Mike Lopez and the director, one and only Chris Kennedy, because they're not here today, is what he left earlier. Uh, Mr. 69 is going to give you the reason why, especially his 69th reason why you should be subscribing below. Hit that notification button, hit that like button, hit the subscribe to get all our weekly content and blogs and interviews and much, much more here on the COD because we don't make podcasts, we make history. Oh, I like